Hello, real estate world. Welcome to the Nova Show, real estate records. This is Nuria Rivera, owner of Novation Title. I wanted to create the space for you guys to be able to share success stories, but not only success stories, I also wanted you guys to be able to share raw stories, everything that you have learned from the failures, the lessons, the wins. This is a space for our community to come together so that we can help each other rise to the next level. This is a space to be vulnerable, and this is a space for us to all be able to support each other in this real estate world. Please enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Nova Show Real Estate Records. I'm Christy Bowdish, and I'm here with Tina Edwards and Josh Chamberlain. Hi. Hello. So first, I just want to thank you both for coming to do this podcast with me. I'm super excited, and I just appreciate both of you and the work that you've put into this industry and just watching you guys grow and do what you do has been super amazing. Thank you. And just getting to know you has been fun. We've done Diamond Partnership together. You guys are just incredible. So thank you for that. And thank you for coming today. And thank you for having us. We're excited. We're excited. Yay. And you look fabulous, by the way. You guys can't see it, but she looks amazing. <laughs> thank you. So first, I just want you to tell me about your journey, allow the listeners to get to know you kind of from the beginning, like where and how you grew up. And then we'll go, we'll move forward from there. Tina, do you want to go? I would love to go. Okay. So hi, I'm Tina Edwards and I have been a realtor for 10 years now. It has been complete bliss <clears throat> the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I really do love my job. So I grew up in Hawaii and Japan. I was a military brat. Um, so I've traveled all over the world, mostly Asia. Um, we landed in Utah my senior year of high school, 2040. Um, I look 25, but yeah, so I'm 40 years old. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I landed in Utah my senior year in high school. It was a big change for me because I'm so used to a lot more diversity. Mm -hmm. Um, so this was kind of a shock, but I've adapted and it's been amazing and yeah. Awesome. Here I am. And how did you get into real estate? You said you've been in it 10 years. How did you make that jump? Like okay. What? So I don't have a, like a fancy sob story or like anything cool, but I got into real estate because my cousin is actually an agent in California and I wanted to get my rest done breast okay. augmentation. Okay. And I was an accountant at the time. And she was like, Jill, just sell a house, get your boobs done. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to earn enough in one month to get my boobs done. Lo and behold, I got my license, made enough to get the boobs done. Didn't get them done. I, yeah, I didn't get them done right away, but I ended up loving this so much. I love real estate. I eventually did get the boobs done, but that was my main reason. But now it's because I love my job and I love my clients. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, Josh, how about you? Well, tell us about you. Well, I didn't do real estate to get my boobs. I've only been in real estate for three years, so you know, there's still time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I moved to Utah when I was two days old. Oh, wow. Um, and I've been here ever since, so for 28 years now, or 27 years and like 360 what is that three days you're getting old um, <laughs> no 
No. Oh. I'm sorry. May 10th. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. so yeah. that time's still wrong. Okay. But um <laughs> but yes, so I fell into real estate on accident. Um, I was a wedding planner for like two or three years before that. I worked at Harmons, I worked for my dad, I did a lot of jobs after school and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. But I remember with my friend, we'd always walk around um, Holiday, Utah and like look at the houses and be like, oh, that's a pretty house. Oh, I do this different. We'd always have our input. So I always had a love of homes growing up. And I thought it would be really cool to start seeing the insides of these homes and helping people find their dream home. And uh, my mom's friend was a realtor at the time. And she's like, you should just do your license. And I was like, I actually tried to complete the course like four years ago. And I had like an active account. So I went and I said, can I just restart again? They're like, yeah, you just have to pay an activation fee, finish the license, and here we are. So yeah, it was a fun little journey. And I'm awesome. so grateful. Yeah, Me so too. you guys are a team and we'll go into that in just yeah. a moment. Yeah. But first I wanna know, what's your favorite thing about being a real estate agent? Josh, I'm gonna let you answer this one first because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, real estate's a lot harder than everybody thinks. Mm-hmm. Everything's we get big paychecks for no work. Yes. And that is not the case with any job, I don't think. It's just different types of work. The mental work of real estate is exhausting. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, we don't necessarily have our hands dirty, but we do that sometimes too. We need to, you know, make sure the slope is going away from the house. We've gone up shovels, both of us, to do that. Painted. (laughs) So (laughs) all the things. Yes, we do everything. But I would say my favorite thing would be truly seeing somebody walk into the house that they want, that they don't know what they want, but it's that feeling. Everybody has all their requirements and qualifications for a house and it all falls away once they find it and see it. And it's an amazing thing to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Do you have any input on your favorite thing or? I do. So I'm just kind of going to piggyback on what Josh said. My favorite thing in addition to that is I love just being able to help people reach the goal, especially when they didn't know they could do it. That's a big deal to me. Like, I love the fact that I get to be a part of their journey. Yeah, it's, it's a huge deal. Yeah. And they trust you and it's just fun and you make friends and you create relationships and yeah, like you're part of somebody's future. Like it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I love it. Homeownership and it's long lasting. Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree. Tina and Josh did this. Okay, so now let's go slightly darker. Ooh. Tell me the least favorite, your least favorite thing about being a real estate agent. Oh, let's get started that one. <laughs> okay, so just one. I mean, sure. <laughs> Seven things. Okay, I'm just gonna pick one thing. I'm gonna say my least favorite thing is having to deal with other realtors who don't have the same goal in mind. I know that we're all here to pay our bills and feed our families, but it becomes a problem when you have agents out here who let uh, money control their loyalty. Mm -hmm. And it makes it harder for the rest of us who really do care about our clients. And we're not just in it for a paycheck. Like I said, we all need to feed our families, but how awesome is it that we get to create and be a part of someone's future and create an impact while making an income. Like that's pretty cool, you know? And it, it does hurt my heart to see that some of these agents out here don't have that goal in mind. Like they aren't client focused. So, yeah. Interesting. And I'll just piggyback off of you. My next thing was like, how can we come up with solutions in regards to that? But in that particular case, yeah, you can't train or teach someone how to not be like a money monger. Right, right, know? right. Exactly. So yeah. I have no yeah. solution. Well, <laughs> well, you really have to choose a realtor. I mean, it's true. Yeah. 
some people like we get this happening to us too and it's not that it's a negative thing but if you don't interview your realtor mm -hmm. they're looking into you because when we when we choose our clients it's not just oh you want to buy a house we'll do it right we like to make sure that it's going to be a process where we both are on the same page right. and um that we're gonna be able to get into that goal because some people have different goals in buying a house even and so between our clients and um between a client and a realtor, it's really important to build a rapport and know what your realtor stands for and what they're trying to do for you. And I would say that my least favorite thing falls under that same category kind of in the sense that when you're dealing with other realtors um, and working with other realtors, we obviously see them as our peers, but we also run into unique challenges here in Utah, mm -hmm. Tina and I. Yeah. And gaining respect and keeping respect between professionals, especially other real estate agents, is not it's not something that you should have to earn in the sense of when you're working on a deal and you haven't done anything wrong in the deal that are already being, right. you know, kind of talked down to or making it difficult or like you don't know what you're doing. That creates a lot of issues because I've been in the industry for three years. So I get that happening all the time. But at the same time, I mean, I'd like to think that I really do know what's going on. So I think you're yeah. a pretty awesome realtor. <laughs> I do too. And you guys are busy, you know, you, yeah. you've closed deals. It's not like you do one a year and, right. and you have no experience. Um, so because this is the real estate records, I do <laughs> want to dive into that a little bit yeah. more. As far as some of your challenges, I feel like you guys have challenges that other people, common people in Utah don't have to face. Right. So if we can just dive into that a little bit more and then maybe provide some solutions for our listeners, other agents that are listening that they can learn from or even coach other agents into right. how to deal with those. Yeah. So do you mind just getting vulnerable and being more specific? Yeah, I'll start out on that one. Um, so I like to consider myself somewhat an activist mixed when mixed with real estate and then, you know, just who I am. And something that Tina and I have discussed before is just everybody has that initial challenge getting into real estate. Like mm -hmm. you don't know anybody. You're right. looking for family and friends first. You're you're trying to make those connections. Well when you're 1% or 2% of the population in Utah, yeah. making those connections, finding those um, clients, and then building that rapport with other realtors, you have to work twice as hard. Mm -hmm. And you have, and every mistake you make is not just like a little mistake. I mean, you're both women, you both dealt with that as well in that, in that way. It's a bigger mistake. It right. represents more of you, even though it's the same mistake that another realtor could have made, but you're incompetent now. Right. You're not able to do that because you have the added... Um, uh, idea that because you're not of majority race here, you can't connect with people the same way that it's going to take more work to get there. Yeah, I agree. And I'll just add to that as a, a white human in Utah, I'm just over here thinking like, oh, everybody's kind of come a long way. Mm. Where, and then I hear from my friends and people that I love and adore that that's not always the case. Right. And it's surprising to me because I don't have to deal with it. Right. So naturally right. Right. I'm like, oh, everybody's nice to my friends. Right. You know? And it's, <laughs> it's not true. It's not <laughs> yeah. And yeah. recently I had lunch with somebody who's in a mixed relationship and he had moved in from Utah and he said the lash, maybe the lashing is dramatic, but the feedback that he got just from being in a mixed relationship was incredible. Like he lives in Draper mm -hmm. people were kind of shunning them as a couple. And my yeah. jaw was on the floor. I couldn't right. believe it. I'm like, we're still dealing with that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, like you mentioned as a woman in Utah, I have a few extra steps to take, but the white part, 
I don't, you know, I don't, it's not affected me like it has you guys. So is there anything, any solutions you can provide or ideas for someone who might not understand being African-American in Utah and how as a white person or whatever race, we can assist you guys with that, like showing up for you in a way. I would say, here's the thing. I think we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. And that is so you can listen twice as hard as you speak. So, and I've run into this recently where it's, I expressed something about being an agent of color and I had a white agent say, well, that's not the case. How was that the case? I saw this message. Yeah. And it's in those cases. And I didn't, you know, I'm not going to be confrontational. I'm just, it's just listen you know what I mean? Like you, you haven't been through that, that experience. So it's just a matter of listening being empathetic and trying to understand. You're never going to have to go through that, but the gaslighting and telling me my experience didn't happen doesn't help. So just listen, listen. And, and I want to add to that, Tina, because sometimes, so during the last couple of years, I've shared a lot of experiences about um, struggles um, in Utah with that. And I think people automatically want to get offended and mm-hmm. up, get up in arms. And it's not a general statement to everybody, but right. it's if you're doing something like that, or if you have done something like that, just check that and right. see what that looks like. Tina and I were at just a model home the oh. other day, and we start getting followed around by yeah. one of the people and getting checked in on. I've never been checked at a model home. By a contractor. By a contractor, by Ever. the way, who acted like they, I didn't know if they were a true contractor. I think it was like the plumber. Right. They acted like they were over the whole project. And we're sitting here like, We've been to, believe it or not, we've been to a real estate development. Yeah. You're not doing the project. And so it's stop following this around. And it's funny because we walk into this model. It's a what 1.5 million dollar home, yeah. and you have to have a code to get in. Obviously, the agent gave us the code to get in. The door was locked behind us, and this guy saw us walking around. Two black people in this home, and again, subcontractor walks in and says. You guys need anything? Yeah. Or what are you doing? Or what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And I said, uh, we're looking at the home, we're realtors. And it was just the Spanish Inquisition. And it's like that kind of that, I don't know. It's it's when you go through it, uh, I don't know. It's so part of our solution is to be sometimes direct. We try to do it in a way that's sharing experiences. I mean, that's why I think people share experiences because it's something personal that's happened to you. So it requires vulnerability on our side and it's not judgment on towards everybody it's just right. what's happened so you can look at that and take that versus us calling you out every time something happens right. or because that's uncomfortable because that happens with family and friends they right. do stuff that you're like <laughs> so you don't want to do it directly all the time right but there's opportunities just to hear stories and actually believe those experiences right I love this and it's just also about awareness you know right. you guys are providing awareness for other humans just to pay attention to what they say and what they do and I'm, you know, that guy probably wasn't there to offer you a drink. You right, know? right. So what's well, really good? Nice. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're like, like we look <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. Thank you guys both for being vulnerable and putting that out there. I feel like Utah deserves it. So how about your strategies in building a strong team? I feel like you both are a force to be reckoned with. And so when I found out that you were joining forces, it was so exciting yeah. to me. And so Tell me how that came about and how, what are your strategies to continue building this incredible team with more humans? I'll, well, I'll say this first, then let you go. Okay. <laughs> Tina and I are great at being direct. So yeah. I think one issue, just generally speaking, like 
as humans is we often get very passive or let things build and team they're really good about just coming to the table and having discussions whether they're comfortable or not right we have the discussion we try to see where each other coming from and i think mm -hmm. that's allowed us to continue to grow in the ability to have a very strong image a united front everybody be like you guys never argue you guys never well that's not the case but the case is that when we do we are able to work through it and we right. end up stronger in the right end. i agree i think communication is key um and like josh said just being able to be open and honest with one another has brought us so far. I mean, like he said, we have bumps in the road. We do disagree, but the fact that we can trust each other enough and be vulnerable enough to come to each other with those things is huge. And I think a lot of teams don't have that. Yeah. And I would also like to add that you can extend that to your title team and your lending. Oh team yeah. And, yes. You know, like communication is so huge right. as yes. far as if, if somebody's doing something that you don't agree with, then right. just call them out in a kind right. and loving way. Cause right. we all love and support each other, right. but also not just be like, uh, he or she is doing it this mm -hmm. way. And we, we, before this podcast, we spoke of a loan officer that you dealt with. This was a year or so yes. ago, but, and you know, there was no communication. And so right. you just went for it and, right. and it wasn't the the response wasn't what we would have liked but you know <laughs> that's just what it's about yeah, it exactly it well, and that's the thing is we chose novation and our brokerage and our lenders based on that very thing all of them have been extremely open extremely direct and we don't have to worry about what's going on behind the scenes or right. um if they're trying to do something that's not okay and it's one thing reason we do direct a lot of our clients towards the people we like to use of course we can't choose for them but we find value in those people because mm -hmm. they take away some of the stress that right. the industry can bring. I mean, I've only been in the industry again for three years and have already gone through three lenders and that was all within the first few months. And then right. I've the same lender since <laughs> yeah. then. Yeah. Tina's done the same with title. She went through title and now you've been with Innovation for yeah. years and years. So yeah. once you find the fit, that helps build the team because then you're able to comfortably refer and build on right. that idea. And I think too, um adding to that is trust. Like trust is a huge thing for us. We have to be able to trust who we're sending our clients to. Those are essentially our babies. So we want somebody who's going to give them the same treatment and love that we have for them. And so we have found that with the people that we're using. Mm -hmm. yeah. And with the people that we choose to work with, because right. if we yes. don't trust our clients, right. and this is like a conversation you'll probably never have with an agent, because I feel like most agents take anybody that's looking to buy or sell yeah, house. Not us. <laughs> the problem is, is that if we don't trust our clients, we know we're going to be put, a, we could be put in a compromising situation. Mm -hmm. So it's about choosing, a building the team is building strong clientele because they come back to us and come back to us. So if we have clients that are strong personalities and also have that core, you know, belief of honesty and everything, mm -hmm. then when they come back, we can easily work with them again and get them through the same process cleanly. That's true. So I love that. Just building your tribe in every sense of the word. So that brings me to what methods you guys use to keep your mind right in both real estate and life. I want to know how do you, everything from like choosing your friends to choosing your clients, we've talked about that, but how do you keep your mind right in this crazy industry? Even just the last few years with COVID and everything, mm -hmm. we've been through the ringer in amazing ways. You know, yeah. it's been yeah. so busy and crazy and we're just grinding to then now, you know, there was a time where it was crickets and nobody's mm -hmm. doing anything and right. everybody's getting freaked out, including, and mainly your clients. Mm -hmm. So how do you keep your mind right in both real estate and life? 
Um, I think for me, it's about intention. I like to deal, no, I don't like to, I only deal with people who are intentional. Um, I surround myself with people who are positive and are positive toward other people and have good hearts. And yeah. I like that. And Tina said before to do it scared. And also yeah. our team slogan is um, it's nice to be seen. And I feel like part of that is the idea that in an industry where things go up and down or hot and cold or they're hard and sometimes easier. Mm-hmm. And at the end, it's really about somebody wanting their voice to be heard, right. but also for them to be seen. And some of that came obviously from being two black people in Utah. Yeah. You know, instead of you will see us. Look over here. There's only two of us. So. Just, kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. There's more. But yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. I like, I like the thought that keeping your mind right is about also allowing the, the people around you are like Tina saying are intentional, but also trying to keep their mind right. And then mm-hmm. that openness allows when you're not in the right spot to work through it. Yeah. This is let us like do the silent suffering. Right. Yeah. Sure. I'm also a huge believer in meditation and manifestation. People always ask me, how do you do it? How do you do it? Honestly, I don't know. I manifest it. Yeah. I have good intentions for myself and other people and mm-hmm. it just happens. Yeah. Your language. Yeah. It's my language. Yeah. All the hoodoo. <laughs> hoodoo. She's a witch. I'm folks. a witch. She's slowly got me more and more into it. So. You're getting there, Josh. I don't have any crystals yet, though. But, but I bought you some today. Surprise. Oh. I'm going to hang them around your neck. Okay. okay. So the last thing I want to do is if um, you guys have a favorite podcast or a book to share with the with our listeners or something that they can take with them to maybe improve their mind or how to assist them in keeping their mind right besides positive people in your space. Well, other than this amazing number one podcast, which will be on Spotify next (laughs) week, just kidding. Um, My, the book that really set me on like a shift was girl boss. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah. I read that book. I've read it like three or four times. And that is my book. That is my no holds barred girl. Get up girl. You can do it. Don't give up. And yeah, I recommend that one. Good. Do you have any books? Josh? Yeah, I'd say mine. I'm not a huge book person. Well, it's funny. I actually have a lot of books that I've not read. I probably have a thousand books that I've bought over the last 10 years. I love books, but <laughs> yes, but the book that I have read in that collection is happier. And it's really good. It's just about how to get into a state of happiness and stay there based on your finances. Oh, I love that. How you see things. It's really cool. So what is it called? Happier. Happier. I'm going to read that one. Happier girl boss. Happier girl boss. Either or. You also like you're a badass. I love that. And the subtle art of not caring. Yes. Yes. (laughs) 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 <laughs> and if you work with us it's a little crazy yeah, too, yeah, so yeah. Well fun. what do you guys do to stay entertained besides oh stuff? hang out together yeah yeah, yeah. it turns into a whole like show a whole it's like show a whole show but i'm bump bump um you know i have my own entertainment i'm pretty funny um <laughs> you're just sitting in the mirror <laughs> Uh, we keep each other entertained, believe it or not. And it's one of those things, like, it's not only a partnership, like, he's one of my best friends. Aww. Um, I mean, I'm one of my best friends. Yeah, he's I'm one of his old best friends. Kidding. But yeah, we just, it's, it's one of those important. things where we're even 
if there's a bump in the road, we're constantly laughing, like constantly adding on to jokes until it's funnier and funnier and we're crying and we can't breathe. And yeah, yeah, you know. We both also enjoy some reality TV. We and, do. You know, some chill time. So. Yeah. We like to be on a plane, yes. on a beach. Yes. You love that. Oh, I, I do have kids. I like my kids too. So I guess they keep me entertained. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> They're all right. I do have two dogs. They keep me entertained. Oh. Awesome. Well, I just, again, appreciate you guys for coming today and doing this podcast with us. It's been so fun before, during, and I'm sure after. It's going to be a party. We will entertain each other moving forward. And is there anything, any last shout outs? Also, where can people follow you? Go ahead and feel free to do like your Instagram handles or whatever. Um, follow us on Onyx Premier Group on Instagram. We're number one. We have five million followers. <laughs> Just kidding, we don't look it. Yeah, but when you do, we will. Um, and then my personal is Tina Edwards on Instagram. My personal is Joshua Paul Chamberlain on Instagram. Yeah, so come see us. We aren't half bad looking either. We clean up nice. <laughs> awesome. Easy on thank the eyes. Guys, I adore you both. And thanks for giving we me love your you. time today. Thank and you. Thank you. And we love the Nova Show. Innovation title. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate us, like us, and share this podcast with our real estate community. The Nova Show Real Estate Record, sharing raw stories of real estate failures, lessons, wins, and successes. This is all from Novation Title, bringing a different experience into your world so that we can all uplift each other. Until next time.